Welcome to Paradox Jukebox, everybody. It's your host, Katie, and I have Bradley with the Corrupted Hearts here today. We are actually at his house on his beautiful porch <laughs> using his roadcaster because he just saved my ass. <laughs> my, my interface just decided to crap out on me, so thank you so much, oh, dude. Oh, no problem at all. No problem. I had this because uh, my kids do a podcast, or they did anyway, so... Um, I have goofy sounds if you want to. We can throw in some crickets and oh my god, yeah, weird stuff uh, later if you need to. Heck yes, <laughs> we'll spice it up a little bit. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> I, uh, I I a friend of mine actually has one of these things, and I'm I'm thinking about grabbing it for my podcast. And maybe now that my interface is crapped out, I should think about it. <laughs> maybe I. It is kind of easy, man. It. I mean, you didn't even have to download anything. It just started working. It just started so. working. <laughs> cool. So, so yeah, this is a plug for Rhodes, uh, you know, Rodecaster. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it, it, it is. Works. We'll we'll tag them in the metadata. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. All right, man. So so tell me about your background. So you went to college at Belmont, right? That's right. Yeah. So I went to school for music at Belmont. We uh, I live I lived in Columbus, Ohio, but I moved to Nashville um, with my girlfriend at the time, who is now my wife. Awesome. So, um, and that was in 2003. Cool. So I was a music student at Capitol here in Columbus and then decided I want to be closer to the industry. So I have to go to Nashville, right? Yeah. So I go down there, uh, go to school, ended up graduating in 2006, um, and, uh, studied, uh, jazz guitar, classical guitar, stuff like that. And then, um, uh, in 2008, we moved back here to open a restaurant. We attempted to open a restaurant. Um, it did not happen. Um, uh, we ended up getting pregnant instead and getting married and having babies and doing all that. Yeah. So, um, I, uh, 
you know, I still did music for a while, but when the kids are really little, it's really hard. So I ended up hanging it up uh, for like 10 years. Wow. Um, and then just last year, I sold my business and retired. So I am back at it and uh, better than ever. Um, <laughs> so back in August, uh, I retired and I've been playing ever since. Um, there was an, I, I had an album written in 2011 and I just didn't finish it. I just let it hang there. And yeah. I, I mean, there was like years where I didn't even play at all. Um, you know, life just takes over. So, um, but uh, I ended up finishing the album in 2022 and it's out now and it's called Smile With Your Eyes. And we put it out on Apple and Spotify and all that stuff uh, back in October. Cool. Um, and then I picked up a bass player. I was actually, I started playing in a cover band about a year ago and, uh, me and the bass player left and, and started this and started the Corrupted Hearts. Um, and then we picked up, uh, Adam on guitar and he actually was in the cover band we were in before we were in it. So All it's right. almost like you have to be in this cover band before <laughs> you can be in our band. It's like an initiation, <laughs> but, um, so we've got Jeff Sionok on bass um, and he lives 10 minutes away. All um, right. Adam Harrington on guitar. He lives 10 minutes away. And we just picked up Pete Sabo. He's our new drummer. Cool. And he lives 10 minutes away. So we're literally all gentlemen in our forties living in <laughs> Delaware, Ohio. Um, we all have very, you know, a lot in common. We're all very introverted, which is, so there's like no drama. Nice. Um, and I feel like I, I couldn't have found better people in an odd place, you know, Right. Um, they're all extremely professional. So, um, you know, with my business, I had to hire and fire hundreds of people. So like recruiting was one of the things I was actually good at. <laughs> um, so like finding good people, even though it's hard, like I was like, I got this, yeah. this is going to be easy for me. That's you awesome. Know? So here we are. Um, we've already played a bunch of shows, but, um, we have a show coming up. Uh, on Sunday, April 16th at Fenders in Westerville. All right. I don't know if you want me to start plugging stuff already. Absolutely. But, okay. Go for it. <laughs> so um, I've got a ticket here because I had to remember who we're playing with. But um, <laughs> it's uh, Make My Blood Dance is the band. And it's like like dance metal. Dance metal. I checked out their videos. And they're um, they're a big deal, man. They're signed to like a bigger label. And like they're they're... For, for real, they, they're like a touring act. That's awesome. So we jumped on with them, and uh, our buddies uh, in the, the band Bade, yep. they're local, they're mm -hmm. on that ticket as well, so I can't wait to play with them. And then we have another show with Bade on May 20th in uh, Youngstown, Ohio, at awesome. Westside Bowl. So I can't wait for that one. Cool. Um, so yeah, a lot of shows coming up. We're playing at the Cidery. Uh, it's, uh, what is that? I can't remember the name of freaking cidery. <laughs> it is. I want you guys to see this ticket. It's really, really cool. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's a seek no further cidery in Granville. Okay. And we're doing like a broken down set. Nice. So no drums, but it's going to be really different. And we're playing two hours of original music, Dope. which is a tall order for an acoustic set. But we were up for the challenge, so couldn't wait to try it. Um, I'm going to be playing some piano, All right? Um, which is not my instrument, but it's going to be fun anyway. So a lot going on, um, and we're looking for more gigs. So uh, I'm trying to stay active this year. 
That's so. awesome. You know, uh, Turtle Creek Tavern is really good for um, rock bands. Like I was telling you about Will Newsom from This Day Forever, who was on the on the show in season one as well. Um, but yeah, that that's a fantastic venue. So I wanna I wanna kind of come back real quick and maybe blow your mind. Um, I'm also a cap grad <laughs> and nice. Aaron, my business partner is a Belmont grad. No way. Yeah. Oh, so wow. I graduated from Capitol in 2010 and I think Aaron graduated from Belmont in 2012, if I'm not mistaken. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so we, we've run in the same circles probably for years and just never met each other. <laughs> now we live down the road from each other. Literally so 10 minutes away. How cool is that? <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> This is so much fun. I love it. Okay, so so tell me about like, you know, when you were studying at Capitol and then also at Belmont, you studied jazz guitar, right? I did, yeah. Cool. Um, I was terrible, honestly. Like compared to the people that are there, it's not even funny. I mean, <laughs> um, it's weird because like, um, and you you know the people I interact with now think I'm like a wizard or something, and I'm like, dude, you have no idea. Right. Like the the talent that's out there is psycho, mm-hmm. and like I never wanted to be the best guitarist in the world or anything like that. I barely even care about it. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, I'm a songwriter. Yeah. And um, you know that's what's important to me. Sure. So like I don't care about riffing out. You know like. Yeah. Um, but you know, I, I like, uh, I, I definitely learned a lot and I took all those jazz elements and I put it into what we're doing. So it's still there. You can, you can see it, Yeah. you know? Um, but it's amazing. Um, you know, how many musicians don't know what a major seven chord is? And I'm like, that's like the basics for, you know, for like Belmont, like, you know, it's like mindless stuff. And like for most people that are like, no idea, right? you know? Yeah. Music's weird like that. It's like a, it's a language that we speak, right? But everybody speaks it differently, and um, you know, some people are really, you know, into it. They really know. Yeah, they what have. They're saying. They they can they can take a deep dive. So, can you talk about like the difference in like you know the dynamic from like being at Capitol versus being at Belmont? Okay, yeah. Um, so I've actually been. I've I've went to three different colleges. I went to Ohio State for a very short time, mm-hmm. but. Um, saw some things there. I went to Capitol for a short time and that was a uh, conservative environment, but very fast paced. Mm -hmm. You know, they were like down to business day one. It was like, get your theory books out. Let's roll. Um, and it was, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And I felt like the players there were really good, like, Mm -hmm. like taking it seriously. Um, and then you go down to Nashville and like day one, they're just like, Howdy, y'all. What's your name? Let's hang out first. Let's find out about who you are. And it was like, you know, I was like, three days went by and I'm like, are we going to do anything? Like, um, not that they don't teach there, but it's slow. And like, that's like the culture shock of going to the South. Right. I mean, like everything's a little slower and you're like, Oh, they, they take time to live out. their life. They really do. Yeah, they, they do. really do. So, um, that was an adjustment for me. Cause I'm, I'm a Midwesterner here, man. I'm like, I'm, I'm here to get down to business. You right. Know what I mean, if your ass isn't on fire, you, you feel like you're not doing it right. That's right. That's yeah. right. So <laughs> being a cap grad, that's exactly how I feel too. And and so I went, I moved down to Nashville in 2018 and it was a massive culture shock because I was expecting people to be like super cutthroat and very like competitive and everybody's like, nah, They're come not. sit down, you're have right. a beer first. Like we'll get to rehearsal in a second. And, and, and I realized I found my people. I'm like... Yes. It, and it's not that, you know, it's not that I'm a lazy musician or anything. It's just, 
everybody takes time to understand who you are first as a person before they learn who you are as a musician. I definitely felt that way. Yeah. 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 It's and, a very interesting take. Yeah. You know, um, I thought it was really interesting too, taking um, like religious courses mm-hmm. from Ohio State and then taking them from Capitol and then taking them from Belmont. And it was like three different worlds, um, <laughs> three different opinions coming at you, you know? Wow. Like um, in Ohio State, it was all just very like, you know, um, you know, facts only, like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we're just here to study the facts. Um, Capital, I took uh, world religions courses from a guy who's pretty much a Buddhist. And it was like a, just a mind opening, you know, it's like, wow, the, there's all this other stuff out there mm-hmm. and all these other opinions. And it kind of like started to change my mind a little bit. And then by the time I went down to Belmont, they pray before they start the class. Wow. So it's like, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are we going to talk objectively here at all? Like, no. <laughs> so I ended up like on the other side of the fence by that point and was like thinking of things objectively. But it was interesting for me to have, you know, religious classes at three different institutions. Yeah. You know, that are so widely different, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the religion course that I took while I was at Capitol was more of a debate course than it was anything yeah, else. Yeah, it felt that way. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, and I guess, no, I guess it, that was my ethics my ethics course. My religion course was a little bit more on the ob- objective side, but I got into, um, like, the uh, it, mature adult religion course, if you will. So it was, it was for people who were returning to education, not for, like, younger people like me who was in an undergrad program. Um, but all of the adults wanted to debate it anyway. And our professor, she was, she was awesome. She was like, okay, we're getting a little off course. We're getting a little heated. Let's, let's rein it in people. This is not a debate. This, these are just facts and we can talk about facts, but we're not going to get into a screaming match about it. Right. Um, it's hard to do. It was hard to do in a room full of, you know, mature adults. Like I was probably 19, 20, and all of these people are at least 20 years older than me. I was the youngest one, right? Oh, wow. And so I just, I took the opportunity to be a wallflower and to just watch what was happening and, you know, consider perspectives from many different people. I mean, everybody had a different background, you know. Um, It wasn't like a whitewashed room or anything like that. I mean, we had, we had... Um, people from the Middle East in there. There were um, African-Americans in there, and there were, you know, Latin, uh, Latin people in there. I mean, it was a really diverse course. So I think I actually got the better deal than all of my friends did, you know, because yeah. I got to listen to all of these different opinions, and it really just opened up my mind to how religion works in other, you know, in other people's lives. But but it's really interesting that you got, you know, three different perspectives from ver- three very different universities and, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's really, really cool that, you know, you had all of these perspectives and you go down to Nashville and, and things are, you know, again, it's just a, a different perspective and a different pace even. Yeah. Right. Like you were saying, like life is just, life is a little bit slower down there and I'm kind of jealous. <laughs> and it is a little more relaxing, isn't it? And they have like yeah. nicer days than we do too. Like they have more nice days a year. Right. And you're like, man. Like it looks nice outside right now, but don't be deceived. It is it is kind of brisk. It's a little it's a little chilly. It is. So yeah, I mean I kind of like that too. But um, you get to this age, and then like stuff just starts hurting, and <laughs> like it's like how much longer can you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. 
Yeah. Florida, well, Florida you're retired now at 41, so <laughs> you could you could turn into a snowbird if you wanted to. I guess so. Um, I've got uh, a 12 year old and a 14 year old. Wow. And our 13-year-old niece lives with us as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've got 12, 13, 14 in the, in the house. And we're in Olentangy Schools here, and uh, it's like the best school system yeah. you could ever ask for. So it's hard to leave that, you know. Sure. Like, um, I could go down to Tennessee or Nashville or something like that, but then what school system are we getting into? You know, it's like those are the things that are priorities now. Um, right. So yeah. I've got five more years until we're empty nesters once again. So... We'll see what happens. Well, there you go. Yeah. You could always go back down and visit, play a couple okay. of shows while you're there. We're open to that, actually. Like, everybody's open to traveling. We've, we have uh, we went to Akron a couple weeks ago and played, which was fun. Um, but we've had offers to play in Memphis and Nashville right. recently. It's just a timing thing for us, like having everybody's schedules open. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. Um, so, like, um, our drummer uh, before Pete, uh, his name Isaiah, great guy Mm -hmm. um he moved to maine oh wow so um the last show we played up in akron i played drums and sang gotcha and we played it as a three-piece which is fine but it's not as fun because it's a lot more work for me and i can't drink any beer (laughs) because i'll be off time that sucks so um but it's cool because like if jeff misses like i play guitar and adam plays bass and Mm -hmm. then we can still do the gig nice you know um so it's it's kind of we just kind of move people around. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm you know I am a multi instrumentalist as well, and Brian Yinger and Eric Yinger are the guys that were uh, playing with us full time last year. Eric is still with us full time, and Brian's kind of gone down to part time just because he has other obligations. But Brian and I would switch back and forth between guitar and bass. And then every once in a while, I would make Eric get up and play guitar so I could play drums. <laughs> nice. And it's fun, especially when you're doing cover shows and stuff. And, you know, you just want to mix it up and have a good time. Is that the Yinger Trio? Or, or, or so you, is they're, that what you're part of? Or? Well, I'm not there. We kind of like, honestly, we switch in and out of each other's bands. Um, That's cool. So, like, there was one, one day last year, uh, Eric had kidney stones. And they were supposed to do a show like that day. And he's like, sis, I can't do this. Like, can you please play drums for me? And I'm like, yeah, man, I got you. And then, um, so then when they play with us, with Lucky Penny Sisters, um, Eric is typically on drums. And if Brian's able to play, he'll, he and I will swap between guitar and bass. But if he's not available, then their dad who plays bass for them and Yinger Trio will come and play bass for us instead. Oh, that's nice. Um, but we actually, we did just uh, add a new bass player. His name is Nick Axine, and uh, he's a former student of mine. And um, so basically, like, now Nick is kind of coming into the fold and, and stuff. But, you know, things happen. So, you know, people get sick. We'll just, we'll swap out players. And, you know, Leslie and I are really connected in the, in the Columbus scene. So nice. if you ever need another player, all, just... All the time. Yeah, just, it happens. Shoot it me a message, and I'll, I'll help you find somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's good. that's good to know. Yeah. Um, we spent a while looking for another drummer we went through like eight auditions Mm -hmm. it is tough it is just tough here to find like real talent and um you know and people that just jive with you too like you know sometimes people are good players but they're just not meant to be right you know um, that's tough to do. But in Nashville, you could just walk into a coffee shop and be like, I need a drummer. And there's like 10 people like, Raising their much? hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was, I was, I got used to that and that was, I got spoiled by that for sure. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like, I think, you know, certain circles that you run in, in, in the Ohio area, like 
there's plenty of musicians in the jazz scene because we have a really big jazz community here, especially with like CGO and or CGAO and uh, you know the CAP program and then the Ohio State program. Like they both have massive jazz programs. Um, but when it comes to the rock scene, it it definitely gets a little bit harder. Uh, trying to find people that are sober, unfortunately, is not easy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, right. just the people that you drive well with. That's, you know, Leslie and I, when we started Lucky Penny, I mean, we we auditioned people for a year and kept just like saying, OK, I can't do this, can't do this. And eventually we just went to a duo and played acoustic shows for, you know, the better part of, of 10 years. And, you know, maybe a full band thing once or twice here or there. But it wasn't until um, we got linked up with a, a friend of ours named Josh Chadwick where we like we met the Yingers and then just met like a whole other group of musicians. And we were able to to form a band. And then now that, you know, we're in these other scenes, like we're meeting people all the time and asking people to come in and help when we need it. So nice. Yeah. So there's a there's a really good community that, you know, is like it's very tight knit, but um but yeah, like if you ever need anybody, I've got I've got musicians in my pocket all the time. That's nice to know. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So all right, so you're gonna play for us a little bit. Yeah. Um so tell me about the songs that you're gonna play for us today. Um, I haven't even thought about it. I'm just going to get up there and play something, right. I guess. <laughs> Dig um, it. <laughs> there's a new song that we just wrote that I, I want to play. It's called Bad Fish. And right. um, it's written from the perspective of a morally conflicted fish. So. Yes. And it sounds silly, but I think it's actually pretty good. Um, and I, I'm usually the one that's like, I don't like anything. Yeah. I don't like what we do. Like, I get so sick of the songs. Or I'm like, we can do better than that. And this one, I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. So, I, you know, I think it's cool. I love it. That um, sounds fantastic. Adam actually wrote the, he wrote the hook to it. He wrote, like, the different parts. And then I just kind of took what he did, organized it, made it into a song, wrote the lyrics, recorded every, all the parts, and then, like, kicked it back to him. And there's like, sweet. Perfect. So that's pretty much the process that we do. Awesome. Um, and, and that's the process for a lot of your songs? Um, so far, yeah. For the ones that, the, you know, that we're writing collectively as a group, it seems like, um, you know, everyone just shares ideas on a Google Drive. It's yeah. like, oh, here, I was messing with this. And then it's like, oh, I got you. And then let me piece that together. Awesome. You know? so that's cool. cool. And you're, you, uh, I think you said earlier uh, you use Ableton for your recording? I've been using Ableton forever. Um, I had, like, Ableton 7 back in the day. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I, I was, a uh, I had the pro tools M one and all that. Um, when that first came out, Yeah, but I love how creative Ableton allows you to be. And I think some of the tools on there are so valuable. Mm -hmm. Um, not to get it. I mean, we can nerd out about audio engineering if you want, but like sure, yeah, absolutely. the audio effect rack mm -hmm. is what it's all about. The fact that it has an audio effect rack built into every single, like you can just add it as a, as a, like a plugin, essentially, mm -hmm. it allows you to add parallel whatever to every every track. That when that happened, I I was like everything's different now. Like I can I can do anything. Yeah, and it, it really just opened up all these possibilities and made it so much better. Cool. So I've been hooked on that for a long time. I also just I'm a plugin junkie. Mm -hmm. So many plugins. <laughs> um, I've been getting into the Eventide plugins lately. Eventide's um, awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like that. I mean, like that's what is on my vocals now mm -hmm. is the harmonizers. Um, and I've got that Tricera chorus. 
I've been throwing on stuff, and it's so spicy, man. <laughs> um, the Black Hole Reverb is ridiculous. It's so big. It's like, it's silly big, but mm-hmm. I, I put it, I find it, you know, places to put it. Sure. So yeah. I love that stuff. Um, I don't know if you want to go down this path, man, because I won't stop. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time today, <laughs> but like we can, we can totally nerd out about this stuff because it's, it's honestly, it's really good information for my listeners. So a lot of our listeners are, you know, kind of like just starting to cut their teeth in the industry and they, they come to us for, you know, talking about plugins, talking about using DAWs, talking about live performance things that, you know, that we can do. And like pretty soon here on our socials, I'm about to do like a looping um, oh, okay. kind of tutorial. And, um, you know, cause I, I like to use the, the line six uh, floorboard and, but it's looper is really, really limited. Right. Right. It's not meant for that. It's meant to do amp modeling and, and effects modeling. But I have an app on my iPad that I control with the Helix because it, it's got MIDI capabilities. So I control the looper on the iPad and it sends the signal out through the Helix. And wow, I can okay. I can loop as many times as I want. There's there's like eight different loop tracks and you can overdub on every single one of them. So so yeah, we it, can talk gear. Isn't it crazy oh. how like um <laughs> how like everybody does it differently. Like everybody has a way of getting to their sound. Yeah. And there's, there's so many options now. Um, there's no right way. There's a million interfaces. You could use a computer or not. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets really wild. Yeah. Um, do you do live looping too? No. Okay. I, yeah. I don't understand it. I mean like, <laughs> um, and honestly like, okay, I used to be very much a lone wolf type person where mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I don't trust anybody to do anything, so I'm just going to do it. Sure. And I, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, that is not how anything works. Right. <laughs> and and um, so, like, I've had, I had, you know, tried to do this before in bands and stuff like that and tried to build something, and I ended up blowing it up myself because it was like, well, nobody's nobody's doing anything right, you know? And what it turns out is like, you're just a bad manager. Like you just don't understand how to work with people and you don't know how to get things out of people. Um, but in you know, running a plumbing business and, and having it work and have, I had 34 employees at, at the biggest point. Um, you don't have a choice. You have to work with everybody. And then you realize like, Oh, it's way better when you just work with everybody. Right. Like when, <laughs> when they do their job well and you just let people do their job, mm-hmm. like things go really well. Yeah. So I learned how to work with people and be interdependent with people and, um, and then I, you know, applying that to music, it's the same thing. Music is not meant to be a solo act. Right. It is meant to be shared. And you notice like it's, uh, you can, you can do looping and I'm not knocking looping cause I've seen people do it and it's so, so well done, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like people coming together and playing together and singing together. And yeah. the togetherness is what people are attracted to. Yes. You know, um, that's what that's where the magic happens. So it's where where things go to another level is when you're pushing each other. I know? agree. Um, so it's uh, it's vibrations, right? Like yep. I can make vibrations, but when we're vibrating together, it's a different thing. It's a completely that's, different. That's energy. what life is. Yeah. Yeah. So now I and I get it. Like you're not knocking looping at all because I mean I I love doing what I do. Like when Leslie and I do our acoustic stuff, it's the two of us, right? But then. You know, and that's fun. I get to have fun with all my little gadgets and, you know, shit like that. That's that's cool. But you're right. There's something completely different about being on a stage with, you know, multiple individuals where you're all 
on the same plane and the same vibration together. And then you're putting it out to a crowd who then starts vibing with you. So I, I 100% respect that, that perspective for sure. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm ADD, man. I like, I like trying new shit all the time. (laughs) Hey, that's where good things happen is experimentation. And, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's rules, but there's no laws when it comes to music. It's, it's, uh, you're supposed to break the rules. Yeah. You know, and that's true with recording. It's true with live performance. It's true with writing. And, um, yeah, there's guidelines. There's things that make sense, but you know, they're meant to be broken. It's Absolutely. like you're supposed to learn them and understand them and then not do them. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. You know, exactly. Um, that's when good things happen. Yeah. You learn them. You learn how to break the rules. Essentially. You learn the rules so that you can bend and break the rules and make the work, the rules work for you. That's essentially. right. That's right. All right, well, let's go break some other rules and uh, let's let's get you set up and, and okay. have you play some music for us. Sounds good. Someone, it is so obvious. 
Thank you so much Bradley and thank you so much Corrupted Hearts for sharing your music Bradley dude you're just one of the nicest guys I've ever met and I'm so glad that we're friends now and I'm so glad that we live literally 10 minutes apart so if you are in the Columbus area you need to go catch Bradley and the Corrupted Hearts at Double Happiness on June 23rd that is June 23rd at Double Happiness in Columbus Ohio do not miss that show it's going to be badass so head over to the show notes Click the link, go to Corrupted Hearts page. They'll have all the info for you for that show on the 23rd. And then also they will be letting you know when the release of Skunk will actually be available. So thank you all so very much. Thank you, Corrupted Hearts. We will see you guys super soon. Have an awesome day. Ba -da -da, ba -da -da.